Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. I'm Greg Koblak coming at you from Fruitport High School, a new addition to the Share Chair. And our first guest we have is Jace Thornton. So, Jace, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So great to, uh, to see people. So, we're recording this. Uh, a few days before we're back to school, right. and in Michigan, we haven't been in school since March 13th, so it's been a long time since uh, I've got to see uh, students, and I miss it. I'm looking forward to school starting up. Fingers crossed that we can, uh, you know, get some uh, normalcy back to, uh, right. to our learning. Right. So, so what have you been up to since, uh, since uh, March? Uh, you know, focused on sports. I've done weightlifting just to keep my body in shape. I've done runs here and there, and I've focused on soccer quite a bit. Um, other than that, it's usually just been with my friends hanging out or just usually chilling at home, trying to stay safe. Good. So let, let's get back to the sports in a second. But so what do you, what do teenagers, what do friends do during this time of a pandemic? Like you're hanging out? Are you... Uh... Uh, it kind of usually depends. Like I have like my kind of like normal circle of friends that I keep close and either we go to his house or they come to my house and just a few of us hang or sometimes we go to the beach even. It just kind of depends on what we want to do that day. So, uh, yeah, so you mentioned sports and I know that uh, you play soccer. Uh, do you play any other sports? Um, no, not at the moment. It's basically like strictly like soccer for me right now, but I definitely did play a bunch of other sports before. Oh, like what other sports? I ran cross country. I ran track. I played football for a time. I played baseball. Um, trying to think. I think that's about it. But yeah, I've explored different sports for sure. Gotcha. And you kind of fell into soccer. And right. You love right. it. And do you, uh, so you play for the Fruitport High School team. Yep. Right. Go Trojans, go Blue. And uh, do you play for any other teams too? Uh, uh, my club team, uh, West Michigan Storm, I play for them on their premier team. So that's really cool. Gotcha. And, and so that's a spring usually kind of commitment for the boys, right. maybe some right. indoor soccer in the winter. Great. And right now you are uh, kind of in the season for the high school sports, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's August. And usually by this time, you've had a couple matches, but uh, competitions are on hold. So uh, why don't you, you know, tell us what you and athletes are going through with this time of uncertainty. Excited to play soccer, but you can't quite compete yet. Right. Most of us are anxious to get out in the field and play, but we also understand that it's, it is what it is and they, that we realize that the virus can actually affect us as well. Like, we're not immune to it. So, you know, we're we're all accepting what's going on, but it is kind of stressful for us just as much as it is for the coaches and whatnot. Are you really accepting? That kind of sounds like you prepared an answer. Like, like, <laughs> like, is that, like is that, you know, is that your true feelings? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. actually is. I, I know that th- these are really hard times and that we might not be able to play, but I do have hope that eventually we will play, whether it's, right now in the fall or if that's coming in the spring and you think uh when you say spring you don't you mean with the high school team right not so much the uh you know your club option to play in the spring so yeah there's some uncertainty and and i think this uh episode will get published sometime in september so 
uh, you know, every every you know few days, every few weeks, there seems to be new news about things with the virus and what society's doing with it and stuff. So right. uh, maybe we'll have played a bunch of games and won a bunch of games uh, <laughs> by this time it's published. You are a junior. Yep. And what's that like being a junior now? Uh, it definitely feels weird. It doesn't seem like I'm so close to being a senior. It doesn't seem so long ago when I was a freshman. But, you know, it is really cool to, you know, have to take over that type of leadership role, even though there's seniors on the team. Juniors got to help out with that as well. So it is something that I'm getting used to, though, a little bit. What's the makeup of the squad this year? Are there any uh, any underclassmen with the Fruitport Varsity team? There is. There is, hmm, I'd like to say around six sophomores oh, this that, year. six sophomores. That yep. sounds like a lot. Yep, it is. Gotcha. Some of them are probably first-time players. Maybe some of them got a taste of it as right, a freshman. Right. And is this going to be your second year with the varsity yep, team? second year. Great. And what position do you play? Uh, that's kind of a tricky question because coach uses me, whether that's like a winger, sometimes mid, defense even. Just kind of depends where I'm needed, and if that's where he wants me, that's where I'll go. Uh, tell us why you love playing soccer. You know, it's just something that my sisters played before me and. You know, I thought football was it for me, but, you know, it didn't really turn out that way. And soccer was, like, the main thing I fell back on. I thought it was just going to be a hobby that I could do just just to do it. But I started playing more and more, and I practiced more and more of it. And just soon became the thing that I always wanted to do and always wanted to play. It's more not about brute strength. It's about your mentality and the skills that go along with it. It's not always about you have to muscle out the other person. You actually have to have, you know, unique abilities and type of skill sets that can work with you to, like, go far in the game. What's your favorite soccer memory? Uh, playing? Oh, it'd have to be uh, the fire days before it was Fury, at, uh, the Fruitport team, the club team. That was one of my fondest memories with that team because so so bring us back how old were you when you played with the Fruitport Fire that has been rebranded and now called the Fury Soccer Club I think I was around nine or ten okay so yeah it was it was back a little bit but it was definitely one of the greatest times I had playing soccer and what made that so uh I was I was relatively new like it was, it might have been my second or third year playing, but okay. still, I was just getting used to it and getting everything down, my skills and stuff. And it also helped that I had some of my best friends there with me playing. I think uh, friends and sports seem to go together a lot. I mean, right. you can play sports and make friends, right? You can play with your friends and learn to love a sport. Yeah. How how much older are your sisters? Uh, Grace is 21 and Amanda is 25. So Grace has got five years on me and Amanda's got nine. Got is that it? Just the three of you? Yep. And you live with mom and dad? Yep. I live with my mom and dad. Gotcha. And uh, But there's something else obvious, right, with your family, right? Uh, you were adopted, right? Yes. And I was so adopted. How, old were you, how old were you when you were adopted? I was one year old. One year old. So... Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you were born and what you know about the adoption process? So I was born in Guatemala City. My uh, biological mother moved there to get a job. Uh, she, uh, the so-called husband or boyfriend, I don't know much about. He left her. So, you know, it was just her. She had rough times. She was poor. She couldn't really afford much and she couldn't really support herself. 
So she had to put me up for adoption and I fully get that and I don't blame her for any of that, but it's just, it was crazy. It's crazy to think uh, back on now that I couldn't help my mom in that type of situation, but I'm grateful to be here and grateful for the parents I have now with me. Gotcha. So you said your mom moved to Guatemala City. Like, yep. like she's she's Guatemalan? Yeah. She okay, so, but she lived in a different area of Guatemala yep. and moved. And like did she like did she take care of you uh after you were born until you got adopted or did you I, I picture some kind of orphanage? I don't know. Like she that's she uh it wasn't long that she took care of me. I'm okay. pretty sure I got put in an orphanage like um quickly but i know that it's not her fault things went the way they did and i guess that's that yeah yeah and then by whatever uh powers that be you uh ended up getting adopted by a wonderful fruitport family yes yes uh, uh, that's wonderful so do uh uh does your family talk about the adoption much? Like, do you know about the why they chose to adopt? Or uh, I know that when they had Grace and Amanda, they wanted a boy. But to be honest, why they went to Guatemala, I couldn't really tell you. I guess I had luck of the draw on that one. Gotcha. But, right. you know, I have uh, old, like, scrapbooks of me when I was a kid back in Guatemala in the city. You do? You have pictures? Uh, it wasn't with any of my biological mom, but it was my parents because they were at the orphanage and they were just meeting all the kids there and they had a, pictures with me and just they're seeing how I was. And Man, I feel like uh, there's more to that story there. I wonder if your did your parents travel once to Guatemala and then they meet did. you? They and did, then, they did and travel once to Guatemala to check out the orphanage. The prior, prior to the official adoption. And once, yep, once they figured out they wanted me, they came back a second time to take care of everything. Take you home. And I was, <laughs> yep, and I was able to go home. Gotcha. And so, uh, uh, like, obviously in Central America, and they're very passionate about soccer. Do you think there's any connection to that, you being Guatemalan? I mean, raised, you know, in West Michigan, but... Uh, or, uh, you know, is there any uh, the connection to that? Or it's more like, well, my sister's played, and so that's how I, I felt. I'm, I'm willing to bet that there's something uh, there that really was helping me with soccer and that was able to make me so fluent in it, and that I really liked gotcha. it. So uh, Dad, who you, you don't know or ever met, maybe, yep. uh, I imagine had the chance to kick a ball someplace <laughs> right, in, uh, right. in Guatemala. So what uh, – so – do you uh, – would you cheer for the Guatemalan national soccer team? Of course. You do? Of course. So what if it's Guatemala versus USA? Who, are, uh, who would you cheer for? Uh, <laughs> I'd probably have to go with the U.S., but, you know, Guatemala is originally where I'm from. Have you ever traveled back to Guatemala? No, I really do plan to and hope to Yeah. soon. How will you make that choice or how will that happen? Um, maybe for my senior trip, even I could take a trip there and just, you know, see where my roots are and see what's going, what it's like down there. And, and like, is that something you do with your family? Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. You're Guatemalan, you're, you know, adopted Michigander. You have, um, some, uh, I, so you live in Fruitport, which 
is a little bit more diverse than it used to be, but it's still pretty homogeneous. Yeah. I see you in class. You seem to get along with everyone. Right. But is, has that always been the case? Has there ever been any issues with you being, you know, Hispanic or Latino? Truthfully, no. There's never been a real problem. Like the friends that I have, they they don't really see it like that. It's I'm just one of their friends, and I'm, they're one of mine, and just – Color doesn't really matter to me or them. So, you know, it's nice to know that. And the school is the same way. Almost every kid is like that. They don't really care what color you are, where you're from. They just accept you. Do you think that's everyone's story? No, <laughs> not even close. So, uh, so you just happen to, is this fair to say that you happen to have good friends with good relationships? And so, this uh, apparent or this appearance of a barrier doesn't seem to influence or you know, affect you as yeah. much as maybe we've heard of stories that are affecting other people. Right. I do think I'm lucky on that aspect because I know there's kids out there that are the uh, same color as me and they just don't get treated the same. They look down upon, maybe called poor even names, stuff like that. It's just I, I feel bad for them, for those kids, but. I just think that it shouldn't be looked upon that way. Yeah, it's it's easy to say and it's easy to, to try to teach that it's the inside that matters. Right. I think it's a pretty common thing I'll say, but it can be hard to sometimes put into practice. I think. Right. So you said that you you heard or you've seen some some other you know people that might be you know classified as minority around school yeah. not not yeah, have I the have same yep. for just how does. Uh, you said it makes it feel sad. Is there? Do you feel any responsibility to be part of a solution for something for that kind of situation? I do feel that I have to help them out where I can. I know I can't do everything. I can't stop all those people from nagging on the person. But what I what I try to do is at least give them like the positive side of things. It's just I don't like to see them like that. And I'd hope if I was in that in a person's position that I'd get help too. But it's just I try to help out where I can and do the most that I can for people like me. Can you give some more example of like what what someone could do or what you've done or what you've done that may have worked? Uh, I definitely invite them to my group of friends because if you have uh, friends like mine that are open to anyone, whether it doesn't matter their race or gender or anything, I invite them to hang out with my friends and just have him feel welcome, and then hopefully it just gives him a little bit more confidence to go through his day back home where people are just giving him a hard time every time. Gotcha. So I see, I hear you saying that you would be excited to reach out and help yeah, you know, sure. someone that maybe wasn't treated uh, ideally. Right. But what about the other side? What about uh, you know someone that says or does something that, you know, they shouldn't. They shouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I don't. I, I don't know if uh, listeners would understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, uh, they they used a term they shouldn't have used. They made an assumption. They they weren't patient. You know. Uh, you know, like I, a simple one that that you mentioned, like well, they might assume they're poor, right? Right. But you could also use a very derogatory racial slur or something like that. Yep. So is there a yeah, is that? I imagine that would be uncomfortable for a sixteen-year-old to feel sure. the responsibility to say, "Hey, you shouldn't say that." Knock it off. So what? What? Uh, what kind of feelings go through your mind on that side of the story? I I get 
when I hear it around me, I it gets me fuming. Quite a challenge, and, and, right? And uh, and I can even me in my forties, right? I can think of times where I've regretted hesitating. Yeah, you know, man, I should have said something, I didn't, and now the moment's gone. Right, right. right. And but you know, uh, and so yeah, that doesn't feel good. No. Um, honestly, I don't know. I just hope that people are just with the times that are going on and the movements that are happening now that more people are accepted for who they are and they don't really got to be afraid or be upset, I guess you could say, about the fact that they get teased or whatever for something they can't control. So, uh, so you're referencing the fact that the social injustices you know, the last few months have been all over the news, right? For sure. For George sure. Floyd uh, recently in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yep. And uh, the conversations are happening, right? Yeah. And, uh, um, so, yeah, and I imagine that uh, teenagers, you know, sh- should be part of the conversation too. But sure. uh, certainly uh, development. So school's going to be starting soon. What do you think school's going to be like with uh, everything changing at the pandemic? Uh, it's definitely going to be different. I feel for a lot of kids and a lot of teachers, uh, it's going to be a challenge for sure on balancing online and in school. It's definitely going to be different. And I'm sure that not a bunch of kids are totally on board with the online thing. I know I'm not personally. Well, well I just think it's a little harder. Well, let me, let's maybe explain this to our listeners. So, uh, uh, at Fruitport High School, we're starting the school year off with a hybrid model yep. where half the kids are in kind of one cohort, the other half or another, and uh, and they will alternate. So half the kids will be in school one day while the other half is learning distantly, you know, uh, yep. online learning. And then they switch the other day. And there's a lot of other subtleties to this that we don't have to get into for the podcast. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be different for us teachers. It's going to be different for uh, students. Kind of thing. So, so Jace, I had you in chemistry class last year, yep. and I I know that you're a serious student. You, you, see, you tend to get good marks in your in your classes, and you work hard and stuff. Um, so, where did that come from? Like like taking school serious because not all students do. Right, right. Um, I just that the fact that I just want to go far with my education and maybe get some scholarships around the uh, along the way. But I know that may not always happen, but You know, it's just school is something that I want to thrive in, and I don't want to slack off because I know in the future it'll just it'll come back to bite me if I don't put any effort in. Uh, Yeah, certainly hard work pays off, and it's hard for sometimes teenagers to think five minutes into the future the choices they're making (laughs) affecting. If you're thinking way into the future, that's amazing. What uh, what subjects uh, do you like to study, or what parts of school are your favorite? Uh, Science. For sure, social, right. social studies for sure, and my marketing classes that I take. So the business marketing classes, yes. great. What, uh, what about that? Is special like what? What marketing is just something I I get. I my sister Grace, she took all three years too, and is in Deca. I'm doing the same thing. This will be my second year in Deca oh, if well, we have it. Well, tell our listeners what's Deca. Deca is more of like a business. Uh, it's not like the business exactly like the business professionals of America, but it's where you have, I guess, knowledge of the marketing background and there's different areas where you can specialize in it. And you go to colleges and you kind of like, they give you a script and you go over 
how you would solve their problems or using any marketing techniques to figure out an equation and you kind of have to present it in your own way and unique way. And if you do well, you can just keep moving on to states, even uh, internationals. And that's just something I hopefully I can reach. So, so DECA is like a business marketing club. It's like an yep. extracurricular thing yep. that also competes. Mm-hmm. And uh, am I right? There's some indiv- like some events you indiv- you compete individually, but some in teams. Yep. So did you compete last year? Yep. What what what'd you do with with that? Like what events did you do? Uh, I think I did the basics of marketing because it was my first year, so I didn't have like all the options. So I wanted to start with something that I could just get my feet rolling under, getting under me. And so I started with the basics of marketing, and I did that one on my own. So you know, I was able to get a medal there. For the first time, so that was pretty cool. So there is that like a, a regional competition yep, or regional. something? Like that? Gotcha. And uh, good. How much time? Uh, how much time commitment is Deca? Um, quite a bit. You gotta think about it a lot. There's a lot of prepping that goes into it for sure, and you gotta practice scenarios in your head, and it just really helps to go through the different areas where you're good at, and you know a bunch about marketing, and it just really helps if you took. Uh, the marketing classes before and once I was going in into it my second year of marketing too it was just it was easy for me a little bit more than I guess you would say for someone new to marketing altogether yeah, of course. freshman year makes sense and uh, so then you said something about scholarships so you're planning on going to more education after high school for sure do you think uh, some marketing something you want to study oh yeah so what yeah. What, what do you think uh, what do you hope in college is like or a future career you know what do you want to study what do you want to do for work that's a tough one maybe uh, business and finance because I know um, uh, the teacher next to Miss Hershey Miss Briggs I'm going to take her class my senior year in personal finance. So okay. maybe I can dabble in a little bit of both, hopefully, in the future. But that's why I'm something I can uh, work on more in uh, college for sure. Well, so something in the business world. Yep. So, uh, well, Jace, we kind of uh, end uh, these, uh, you know, the Shared Chair podcast has had over 200 episodes now. And, right. and uh, we always end the interview asking for the uh, guest to uh, tell us uh, th- uh, some advice. So so what is the best advice you have to share with our listeners? Uh, the one thing I'd really want you guys to know is that no matter if it seems pointless, whether that's in school or anything you do, you just got to put that effort in, keep putting work in, because I promise you it'll pay off. And that even if, even if it really doesn't seem like uh, it's not something you're good at, but if you put the time and effort, it, it's going to pay off huge in the end, I promise you. Where Did you get that advice from somebody? I did. Who I told did. you that advice? <laughs> My mother. Your mom. Moms yep. are filled with wisdom. Good. Yep. And, uh, and now you share it with other people. For sure. And do you have an example on your life where that's been true? Uh, school. School. <laughs> if, I, if I do my work, I know if I slack off on a homework assignment or a test, it's not going to look good. But if I like usually on the days I uh, take the time to ask questions and slow things down and really think about it, you can get things right and I'll get you farther. And it just helps in the long run with your grades and going to schools and just your future in general. I find that the students who have to work hard to get good grades are more successful in the long term than those who 
for whatever reason, they didn't have to work, you know, so they have to work so hard. So right. you probably through that hard work, learn some skills that are important, right? Like uh, time management, right? right <laughs> Not sure. giving up when it gets challenging, right? How to get through a struggle. And uh, yeah, at some point in academia, if you go on to universities and stuff, like everyone gets classes that are challenging. And right, so, right. So learning those skills and uh, I think are huge benefits. So, well, Jace, what a pleasure it was to uh, to get to chat with you. Could, uh, thanks for coming into school before school even started and uh, uh, meeting and uh, kind of getting Fruitport off on a good start to the Share Chair podcast. Uh, and I wish you great luck in the uh, soccer season ahead. Fingers crossed you get to compete. <laughs> and, of course, in those other things we talked about with your schooling and your career. For so, sure. For sure. Thanks good. for having me. And uh, stay in touch. I want to hear. If you get to go to Guatemala, I want to hear all about it. I will. So, that sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode.